that's the intro music. And uh, here we are. This, here we are. So this is the uh, uh, North Central Branch of the Entomological Society of America. Um, this is Matt O'Neill. Hi, I'm Erin Hodson. And we are the Soybean Pest Podcast. Yeah. On location. Yeah. What's today's date? Today is like the 7th of June. Yeah. yeah. So we've been here now for Couple days. 72 hours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoying it. This is great. Yeah. Been very interesting. Um, Enjoying it very much. Yeah. So we're learning a lot about In Cleveland. In Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Kind of sad here. With the loss of the games. Yeah. The games. <laughs> the sporting events. Cavaliers are down to. Yeah. Hopefully by the time people hear this, there might be some good news. It, it change of fortune. If you're a Cleveland Cavalier fan. Everyone here is. Yeah. Everyone should be. Yeah. yeah. You should be while you're here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I went, uh, I went out to dinner with some, uh, I met up with some entomologists and the game was playing and I asked them, uh, who's winning, good guys? And they're like, well, who do you consider the good guys? And it's like, what are you talking about? We're in Cleveland. <laughs> right. Why is that a question? So, so that other voice is... Uh, uh, a very special guest. Yeah, yeah. David Gamble. He is the executive director of ESA, or the, the overall Animological Society of America. And you've been with ESA for how long? Since 2000? Almost six, yeah, almost six years now. Six years. D- don't take this the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not an entomologist. I am not an entomologist. You know, you know what he is. He is an author. Oh. He uh, has uh, <laughs> his own consulting business, so he's written a couple books, and he's an invited speaker to places like Fortune 500 and other places. This is a real get. Yeah. Oh yeah. You should oh, have this, prepared this, more for this. Oh, this this, this, this is uh, big time here. Big time. Wow. Yeah. And so, so I, just talking with him earlier. You know, he comes to some of the branch meetings, uh, and we're lucky enough that he, he's here at the North Central Branch with us. Thanks for coming. Yeah, yeah my thank pleasure. You. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Yeah. So uh, what kind of books have you written? Well, I'm, uh, you know, what's, how I describe my profession as an association executive. So I'm someone who's worked in membership organizations or with them my whole career, uh, really since pretty much after undergrad. Mm. And uh, so, but for a period of that, you know, Aaron mentioned I had a, my own solo consulting firm, and I worked with associations on technology and strategy related to that, a lot of web strategy. Uh-huh. So my first book was about um, web strategy for nonprofits and membership organizations, how they can more effectively serve their members online. Like- like for example, the ESA. Yeah, exactly. Nonprofit, just like yeah. ESA, or for you know folks listening, if they belong to an association for what they do in their profession, it would be helping them to serve them more effectively online. Okay. And, and what a difference the last five six years uh, our society as far as membership. Um, so many things have been happening and within our group, and part of that is is due to to all your efforts. Um, promoting the, the membership as a whole. The, I mean, you can see the numbers just climbing, you know, every year. The, the meetings are getting bigger and more exciting, so it's a good time to be in ESA, I think. What's your, uh, like, origin story with your <laughs> uh, relationship with ESA? How'd you, how'd, how did you fall into working with a bunch of entomologists? Right. Well, it's... Uh happenstance largely uh, but I'd always had an interest in serving in this uh, role as the executive director or CEO uh-huh. of a nonprofit and um, earlier in my career I'd worked at a business association then a healthcare association and um, decided to go and try my hand at consulting at that point because I'd kind of done everything I wanted to do at my job before that and so I've been doing that for about five years and then I met a, a recruiter someone who was helping uh, ultimately would help ESA fill this position mm-hmm. so we got connected and then um, a few months later she sent out a notice about the job 
job. And it just looked really interesting to me. I think I didn't know much about entomology, I have to admit. Yeah. Um, there's there's, there's I, no shame in that. Yeah, Harley no, I knew it was insects, so I had that going for me. <laughs> you know, I didn't think it was words. Yeah. <laughs> when people ask me that, it's like, is it about words? I'm like, nope, there's no money in words. Oh. <laughs> Not etymology. said a writer. Yeah. <laughs> said a published author. Yeah, yeah right. There's a lot more money in, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there is no money in words in that, in that case. <clears throat> <laughs> so I uh, just, you know, it was interesting to me. I had an interest in serving that role. ESA was looking at doing a lot of stuff on the international front, yes, um, starting up, uh, being more active on advocacy, uh, wanted to, you know, increase, uh, you know, service and value to members, all things I was interested in, in helping with and got into the process and ended up being offered the job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, been great. I, my, um, you said service and, mm-hmm. and also advocacy. advocacy. Uh, tell us a little bit more about that specifically. So. Uh, our listenership is not always entomologists. Right. So for the farmers or people interested in sort of pest management for crops, what role does an entomological society play in, in that kind of realm? Yeah, I think especially, you know, people who are growers and, you know, work in agriculture, um, they're very much aware of insects and their role in that whole process and how they have to be managed. Um, outside of that community, there's not a ton of awareness of that. Uh, so especially in D.C., you know, the um, legislators and their staff are very busy dealing with a multitude of issues. And there had not been anyone there really kind of uh, championing entomology and educating them about the value that entomologists bring to agriculture, to public health, to basic yes. research. Right. So that's really been sort of the core of what we've been trying to do is to build that capacity for ESA to be able to build those relationships uh, on Capitol Hill with legislators and their staff, with uh, people that work on the executive side uh, right. for the president. Are you talking about the L word? Yeah, lobbying. Yeah, yeah, it's not a dirty word. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> a lot of people have this misconception that they think that nonprofits, even 501c3 nonprofits, which is what our tax status is, can do no lobbying. Uh, we certainly cannot give money to candidates. We don't yeah, do yeah. anything like that. But we are allowed within certain parameters to go out there and advocate. However, if what we're doing is educating, we can do that without limit. And, so, and, and that's what you see ESA's role? In yeah, primarily with? we're doing education. Sometimes we'll advocate on very specific issues, typically around uh, funding for research. Sure. Uh, that yeah. will be good for entomologists, uh, which is sort of ultimately you know, what we're trying to do. We're the one organization here to champion for entomology and entomologists. Yeah. But the reason that people should fund that research is that it's really critical for being able to respond to emerging threats in agriculture mm-hmm. or dealing with uh, you know, insecticide resistance, all the things I'm sure your listeners are aware of that happen over time. Yeah. Um, or in public health, I'm sure you're listeners have heard about Zika, and oh, that's yeah. spread by the have um, now. yellow fever mosquito, <laughs> yeah. which yeah. is throughout the U.S., southern U.S., um, and uh, well, up the east coast as well. Uh, so you have a very quick yeah. response I've seen um, to the at least the Zika issue. Well, we've been working on issues around Aedes aegypti for a long time because that also does yellow fever and chikungunya yeah. and dengue, which are terrible diseases, mm-hmm. cause a lot of suffering yeah. um, around the world, millions and millions of people. Uh, so we're kind of working on that. And then Zika, which is also spread by the same mosquito, popped up starting uh, last December. So okay. we were we were working on it for other reasons, but it kind of Zika just dovetailed with that. It's certainly and we're able buzz. To help address <laughs> it. Yeah. And in D.C., anything Zika-related is sort of top of the agenda. Okay. Right. And what's the response like when you meet with, what, legislators and law, uh, well, their staff? And do, do they... After you tell them it's entomology, not etymology, right, yeah. are, are they? Um, what are they looking for from our society? Do they are they looking for uh, a number to call for the expert, or um, do they? They want some guidance, or. 
Well, yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I mean, the kinds of things they need, one, just to better understand the issue. Uh -huh. So we can help with that. And sometimes our staff can do that. Uh, oftentimes we'll bring an entomologist with us for the visit uh, who's expert in whatever the topic is we're going to talk about and get yeah. them connected. Mm. Uh, sometimes they'll contact us offline or well, online, literally, you know, via yeah. email. Yeah. Uh, and we'll help hook them up with someone. Uh, we can help them get resources for testimony, uh, for hearings, that kind of thing. Um, but also sometimes they're working on bills uh, that are going to address a particular issue and it's aligned with, you know, in a good direction scientifically. Mm -hmm. uh, and we can help, you know, provide a support letter for that saying, okay. yeah, we agree that this will actually help address this problem that you're trying to solve mm -hmm. uh, from the entomological side of things. So for, so <coughs> beyond uh, the Beltway, mm -hmm. Capitol Hill, what other kind of outreach activities does ESA do? I, we, you know, Erin is an extension entomologist, and she serves the stakeholders in the uh, ag community. Does, but ESA is more than just ag, right? It's kind of all things insects. Yeah. That must be a real challenge. It, well, we have to make sure, yeah, it is. We have a very diverse membership. I mean, they're all entomologists yeah. for the most part, but they work on very diverse things. So there's a lot of over half, a little over half the membership works on plants and insect interactions in that space, a lot of which is agriculture. Yeah. Uh, but then the next biggest chunk of members is uh, those working on either medical or urban or veterinary entomology, okay. which are very different disciplines yeah. from that. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, the same base knowledge, but they take it in a totally different direction. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's hard to take a crop duster into a suburban area. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> usually Those days yeah. are over. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, I, well, I live in a rural area and driving into work, uh, I often am like being buzzed by a crop duster yeah. as you work in the fields. So yeah. I'm always amazed those guys don't die. It's those, very dangerous. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very dangerous. Yeah, yeah. It, ha it happens every year, actually. Yeah, I'm sure it does, but uh, it's, it's an impressive uh, act mm -hmm. to see. So trying to get that, like, breadth of information knowledge that is mm -hmm. what encapsulated by the membership of the ESA one of the things I'm kind of directing you towards is right. the the entomology today mm -hmm. website or blog yeah. this this is something relatively new to yeah we started it I think three or four years ago uh -huh. uh, with shoestring budget and uh, the purpose of entomologytoday.org which is the domain if you want to go check it out is to sort of share the news of entomology. So it's not a scientific publication. It's not really written for scientists, although it's very popular with them. Uh -huh. uh, but we really write it for a layperson, and there'll be entries that talk about uh, an article that's coming out of one of our journals that's of interest and kind of translated for the general public of you know why it's important. Mm -hmm. um, it'll report on other news items that are going on out in the world yeah. Uh, yeah. related to entomology that would be of interest uh, to our readership. And when we first did it, you know, as any blog when you started, it didn't have any readers uh, yeah. or you know a handful. Uh, but now it gets um, you know depending on the day, several thousand unique visitors. Awesome. Each day, a day, a, day. a thousand, yeah, a, day. a thousand wow. or so, wow. and uh, if uh, if something goes viral and gets picked up, then uh, you know it can really spike and go into the tens of thousands. We'll be sure to link that uh, entomology today and the episode description. Uh -huh. I know I find a lot of value because, as you said, I mean I, I'm fairly in tune with the egg world, but outside urban forestry, um, all those other disciplines, you know, I don't always keep up, so I appreciate kind of the breakdown of some of the, the research highlights. Uh, I, I, I really enjoy the blog. Yeah, yeah. I don't uh, mean to diminish this. I mean, uh, this is not to trivialize it, but um, I like the, uh, the idea that um, entomology today is kind of like a cheerleader for the mm -hmm. science, yeah. uh, because it's hard enough doing the science and getting it published in the peer-reviewed journals. But then to take it a step further, like you said, you got to kind of translate that technical language into something that 
Yeah. Why would I? Why would a normal person or a non entomology person care? Yeah. Like, what's the value? Yeah. yeah. That's great. Yeah. It's, um, and it's just interesting stuff. So, like, you, <laughs> you know, someone discovers a new insect, which you know, I think not. There's still a lot of insects to go. You know, to oh, be yeah. identified yeah, 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 and yeah. named. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Over half. <laughs> they, uh, and uh, so you know, you are kind of an entomologist. <laughs> You're starting to pick up. A I've sat in a lot of sessions. <laughs> you know, yeah. so, so you appreciate insect yeah, diversity. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, you know, for what I do, if you can't get interested in what your members do, you should go find a different right. organization. To right. work it's for. easy to be interested in insects. I think when they name insects after John Stewart, mm-hmm. um, Steve Colbert, Shakira, Darth, Darth Vader, Darth Vader. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's people eat that up. You know, our most popular blog post on entomology today was about uh, I forget what kind of insect it was, but it got named after a pop star in Mexico. And she posted that entry to her uh, Facebook page, and we got oh. tens of thousands of visitors. Oh, wow. So we were really popular with Mexican teenagers <laughs> <laughs> for a couple of days. It's a good demographic for it. Future entomologists, you never That's know. Good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Part of international outreach. So, uh, any other kind of activities? I mean, because although Aaron and I have been members of a decade or so, More, I, I just barely. Re- wow, wow. Yeah, almost. Oh. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like I barely scratch the surface at the meetings. You know, I'm aware of stuff going on, but I'm, when I'm at a meeting like this one, I'm sort of focused on the talks that are relevant to, you know, my research and all. Right. What, um, if you had to, like, sell it to our audience, what sort of big things kind of going on in the society or activities coming up that a general audience might be interested in? Well, something we haven't touched on yet is our international activities. And um, that's really focused. We're hosting a very large international meeting this year, which is going to bring entomologists from all over the world. This is Um, the one in Florida? Yeah, it's the International Congress of Entomology. And it's called Entomology Without Borders. And it's a chance for... Uh, really a, a generation of entomologists to make connections that they would not be able to make otherwise. And um, I think the meeting's on track to be over six uh, over 6,000 attendees. Wow. Which so it's a, it's a number of organizations coming together from all over the world, is that right? Yeah, we're the host of it. Okay. And then there's um, a couple of other uh, societies that are kind of merging their annual meeting into it. Okay. Uh, and then there's a whole lot of satellite meetings that are going on and being hosted okay. by other organizations. Okay. 6,000 of us. It's yeah. a lot of bug talk yeah Yeah. (laughs) like you said you won't be able to hit you won't even be able to scratch the surface there's just so much so much opportunities yeah but during that congress one of the things we have going on is a a leadership summit on one of the days where we're bringing together leaders in entomology and along with some outside experts and leaders to talk about you know what are the big problems facing humanity on a global basis right now and which of them could really benefit from entomology where Mm -hmm. could entomology have a really unique and powerful contribution Mm -hmm. and to use that day working together to identify those two or three or four issues and then look at what we can do to sort of move the needle on it over time and Mm -hmm. agriculture is going to be a big part of that because I'm sure as all your listeners know we need to feed a lot more people over the next 20 years yeah, absolutely um, without any more land yep. right yeah, yeah, and with yeah. hopefully fewer inputs mm-hmm. so it's and a big environmental impact yeah, so, yeah. yeah yeah so it's a big challenge and uh, I think entomology has a really critical role in that yeah good luck well, good luck to you guys. You're the ones who have to do it. Yeah, well, <laughs> I just talk about it. Yeah, but, uh, in some ways, our job is um, the easy one because mm-hmm. we get to focus on our passion and our interests. Um, right. You've got a tougher job because you've got to talk to people who don't necessarily know or maybe even care until you communicate it with them. It's always, I found it, entomology is a really easy sell for yeah. people who are outside the discipline. And I've got an example I think that's relevant for what you guys work on, which is you know, when I go in to meet with a office for the first time, usually with a legislative staffer, I'll look up you know, what their big you know, commodity crops are. 
and then I'll look up what's coming to kill that crop or give it a nasty disease or damage <laughs> it, uh, you know. And then I'll talk with them about that. So I'll go in and I'll yeah. say, well, hey, you know, so you guys grow a lot of soybean. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, have you heard about this kudzu bug? And they're like, no. Yeah. And I said, well, it eats kudzu. They're like, well, that doesn't sound like a problem. I'm like, no, but it also eats soybean. They're like, oh, well, that would be a problem. <laughs> that's a problem. <laughs> yeah. And that's an invasive species. And that's one of the issues, like, we've done a policy statement on invasive species that we share on the Hill just yeah. so they understand yeah. what's going on with that and what, what that dynamic is like and the kind of research that needs to be done to understand what may be coming and then to respond when things get established mm-hmm. uh, or hopefully to, to you know, knock them back out. Wow. So it's, but it's an easy, so when you, you put sure it you in those you have any terms. entomology or ag background? <laughs> no, no. I was liberal arts. Nice. Liberal yeah. arts. <laughs> Well, uh, where at? Where'd you do that? Um, my undergrad was at Miami of Ohio. I'm actually from Ohio. Oh, oh so this is, hey, welcome yeah, so home. Back Homecoming. Home. Yeah, and I even lived in Cleveland for a year before oh. I moved to D.C. Nice. And uh, I saw another friend, uh, our graduating class, this was during a recession, uh, 10% of us had jobs coming out of college, Whoa. my whole wow. class. So Whoa. I was working at a bookstore in Cleveland then, uh-huh. and uh, then decamped for uh, D.C. That's tough. Uh, How's Cleveland look now compared to that? It is really, it's still Cleveland, but it's really different. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, it's really vibrant. There's a lot going on. And... When I lived here, like the flats down by the river had just been sort of revitalized and a lot of restaurants and entertainment down there. Uh, That was about it until you got out to the burbs. But now there's just so much more that's really come back and um, just the rest. I mean, like any city, I think all cities are kind of going through this process. Excellent food. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of variety, beer and wine. It's it's been nice. There's a local beer called Burning River, which um, if you're not familiar (laughs) with, it's pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A little frightened by the name. (laughs) Do you know the the reference? Uh, Go ahead. Well, Well, Cleveland's River, the Cuyahoga, actually caught on fire, I think, in the 60s or 70s. Uh, And didn't it burn like a butter Jesus or something like that? Caught on fire? Like a a Jesus that was coming out of the water kind of looked like a butter sculpture and this is something that well, i don't know about that oh, but okay. it was just from so like the river was so polluted oh, that, that it, it literally extra. caught on fire and yeah. burned uh and that was during sort of the you know, oh, no. you know environmental protection becoming a thing so they got that cleaned up so that's the reference <laughs> and now it. they bottle it yeah no, they, yeah right <laughs> yeah they, bottle it, they brew the water <laughs> the beer. well anything else to uh how, how long do you think this has gone on for i have no idea where do you go ahead guys 18 minutes no way. Nails you're, it. You're good. Wow. I'm so good, yeah. That's right. Because we've done this before with other people, and uh, uh, and they'll be like, how long do you think this is going on? I, say, oh, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 mm. minutes. Hour. Because once wow. you start, especially amongst entomologists, once you get going, yeah. uh, we end up finding a lot to talk about. Right? <laughs> But anyway, any other things you want to share with us? You got a, uh, I know she got a little list there. I do have a few uh, notes. Do, what else we... I think we've touched on most of them. I, you know, one of the things we're doing as a society, I mean, our mission is to provide opportunities to entomologists and help them share their science globally. Uh-huh. So a lot of our focus right now, too, is on that next generation of scientists coming mm-hmm. up through the ranks. And um, ESA, for a long time, has worked really hard on getting students engaged, and we're pretty good at that. You know, our annual yes. meeting typically has over 1,000 students in attendance yeah. in the last couple of years, out of 3,000 mm-hmm. uh, for a typical meeting. So that's a great percentage. Um, our student membership numbers are really high, uh, a lot of participation. Uh, so that's great. They uh, don't convert real well after that, mm. and there's a lot of structural reasons for that, but there's also some things we could do to be better at it. So one of our things now is to look at how can we keep students in the fold, both with ESA as well as with the discipline, so that we have enough entomologists to deal with these issues, you know, 10, 20 years from now. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then, uh, pub- uh, one thing I'll say on public health entomology, uh, we just had a conference about um, integrated tick management. Uh, yes. There's a lot of tick-borne diseases. That's kind of a developing public health issue. And uh, one of our guys from CDC said, you know, there are, in the public health space for entom- medical entomologists, there's simply not enough of them. Wow. And the most of the ones we have right now are boomers. 
and that generation oh, is beginning to retire and will be retiring over the next 10 to 15 years. That's really years. interesting. And mm-hmm. there's not that many in the pipeline, yeah. you know, to develop them. So that's one of the things we're kind of thinking about developing. You know, same for ag. There's going to be a lot of critical needs for entomologists. And we model the rest of the population, you know, bimodal distribution, a whole bunch of boomers, a whole yeah. bunch of millennials. And yeah. Yeah. I'm Gen X, you know, in the middle. Yeah. Uh, we're kind of in that dip, which is good for us career-wise, but, right. uh, you know, yeah. is, uh, is a real challenge uh, for the whole country, you know, in every discipline. So we're trying to make sure we get as many people as we can. So this goes beyond discipline. just at the graduate student level who come to meetings. This is going maybe... Like early earlier. career. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, I mean, it's hard to talk about careers when you're thinking about, like, maybe K through six, but, oh. you know, some interesting, getting youth interested in entomology. Right. Is, it, is that kind of what you're getting at with some of the activities? Well, it's actually more like there's a ton of people that are studying biology, but then they go into other disciplines. Okay. So it's like, how can we get more of them? Okay. In entomology, and if they get a master's or a PhD in entomology, how can we help them get through if they're going to academia, get through that postdoc okay. right. stage, and remain involved in the society mm-hmm. so that they're part of what we do and we can help them with their careers? There's some structural reasons why it's just really hard for postdocs to stay involved, and we actually did some work with uh, that group over the last year or so, talking with them, and one of them said, "You know, I felt so loved as a student, and then I got my degree, and I felt like the door got slammed <laughs> in my face." And There's a lot of opportunities for yeah. students. Yeah. yeah. So we're working on creating more opportunities for the postdoc mm-hmm. cohort okay. and uh, trying to get them involved and yeah. doing some outreach to the departments to see if uh, we can work with them on that. It definitely feels like a young society to me. Uh, that's one of the changes I've sensed is that, you know, when you go to a meeting, there's just so many young people, which is nice because they're, like, super passionate and excited about yeah. their research. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I suppose um, for some it's hard to stay with entomology, maybe mm-hmm. as, a, as a career, even if they want to. Right. So that's interesting, the transition between student and maybe professional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So can I ask you guys a question? Yeah. So what's your favorite insect? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I have an answer. What do, you, do you have an answer for this? Just aesthetically, I love tortoise beetles, oh, but I, I, I study aphids and I appreciate a lot of things about how they live. Um, just, they're amazing insects, so I mean, I'm happy to be working with aphids because I really like aphids, but just based on looks, tortoise beetle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Um, I know this isn't what you're asking, but... Um, it's your show. The first thing that comes to mind when somebody asks me what's my favorite insect is, well, what's my least favorite insect? Mm. Okay. Um, and I, I'm sort of over butterflies. Mm. Um, <laughs> because, the token insect for entomology? Yeah. Uh, I've... Um, I've got two uh, pretty, pretty princesses, and butterflies are so overused in all kinds mm-hmm. of labeling and logos and cartoons, and, and I, it's not that there's anything wrong with butterflies, it's just that, there's so, like you were hinting at earlier, there's so much insect diversity that goes unaccounted for mm-hmm. that um, it's sort of sad that the one thing that we end up using as a logo is something that, well, everybody already knows about, you know, and it's, it's a... Um, it's kind of a bummer. Um, Do you sh- wish it was like bat bugs or something like well, that? Well, yeah. So, uh, and, uh, no, so after, after having said that, you're going you're gonna to really like this response. So my favorite insect, um, uh, the honeybee. And uh, it's also <laughs> also overexposed. Exactly. I didn't say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not. Uh, it, it, I mean, there's a lot to uh, love and be fascinated about with honeybees. And for me, it's it's very personal because that was the 
gateway to entomology. Right. I, I did not like insects. I was kind of creeped out by them. And I think a lot of entomologists share. Our, our current uh, branch president, Mae Barrymore, said she was uh, entomophobe before she took current an entomology branch class. president. Oh, I'm sorry, national. Go up yeah, the yeah, chain, yeah. 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 Ooh, sorry. Um, well, but she's in our branch. Yes, so, you know, that's true. Give a little credit to the North Central branch for producing our current ESA Most president. Most of them. Yeah. A lot of them. Yeah. Um, but it was the it was the insect that got me into entomology, and it's you know each insect has just you know fascinating stuff to learn about it, mm-hmm. and uh, with the honeybee you know a bunch of levels you know with mm-hmm. the social order and uh, beekeeping and the interaction with ag and um, anyway, how about you now? What's yours? I've Do become you partial yet? to dung beetles. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're amazing. Well, they provide valuable service, right? Yeah. And uh, I think it's kind of fascinating what they do. And then there was they look a cool. Well, some research came out a little while ago that, um, at least I think this one species in Africa, navigates by the stars. And they did some tests with cloudy nights versus clear nights and moonlit nights and non-moon nights. And apparently they were using the Milky Way to kind of orient themselves so they could go in a straight line away Mm -hmm. from their daddy that they were working on. Yeah, it's always something. They, They amaze me. Well, thank you very much. Thank yeah. you. We appreciate your pleasure. time. Yeah, yeah, for, us, for me as well. Yeah. Um, we'll put a link to uh, Entomology Today. Is there any other? This is a chance now for you to plug anything that you, you know. I'd like. say entomologytoday.org is great. I think if you'd like a once-in-a-lifetime chance to see 6,000 entomologists and everything they have to talk about, come down to Orlando yeah. to the International Congress of Entomology. So that's in out. July That's tw- uh, <clears throat> 25th to the uh, or, I'm sorry, September, September of this sorry. year. Yeah. Sorry. Late September, September of this year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and for the non-entomologists, people who aren't necessarily scientists, mm-hmm. are, um, are there any activities at that ICE meeting that they could, you know, maybe come in and see without having to sit and listen to a scientist talk about their research? I think they'd be able to find some of the scientific sessions of interest, yeah. um, even as a layperson. I've been able to do that. Um, so you just kind of have to look at the program and, and pick that out. There's a lot of stuff around communicating with growers or communicating right. with the general public in those citizen sessions, science. citizen science. Yeah. So those would all be of interest. Also, the exhibit hall, I think, is going to be great. And we actually have a lot of people come in and just you know come for that yeah. for the local communities where the meeting's being held. Is there going to be a bug expo or insect there expo? There is an insect expo. They expect to have several thousand local school kids bust through there to learn about wow. entomology nice. those exhibits. And that's going to be held on the Wednesday. That would be great. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. we appreciate it. Thank appreciate you. It. My pleasure. Mm-hmm.